What's up party people, it's your number one, Simeon Hendricks, and this is Steady Focused. A lot of you had been hitting me up saying, Simeon, love the interviews. When are we gonna get an interview with a cinematographer, a videographer, filmmaker, something like that? We've had a lot of incredible photography. Well, have no fear, I hear you, I love you, I love those things as well. In this episode, we have Mr. Zach Morris on the show. He is a music video director, producer, cinematographer, editor. He, he's like a one-man show that is working his way through the Texas music charts. And he has a very unique niche that he is servicing to the best of his ability. And he's putting out very creative, awesome videos. So... He's a good friend of mine. We're going to talk about our history. How did I meet him? How did our paths cross years ago? Hint, it has to do with rock and roll. We also talk about gear. We talk about the life of uh, a videographer and a photographer. And one of the the magic moments of the interview is when he's talking about working through the Texas music charts and he knew he had this burning desire to edit music videos. He he was being led, he was being drawn to that avenue, and it's very awesome what he did to get clients. I don't want to give it all away because I want you guys to hear it from Zach's own words. Welcome to the show, Zach. How's it going, brother? Yeah, pretty good, man. Good to be with you. Yeah, man. Um, so it was maybe 2006 or 2007. I was trying to remember. I was, I was trying to think about that last night, too. I couldn't remember. I was like 08, 07, <laughs> somewhere, around in that, somewhere around there. Yes. And so I had found you on MySpace. I saw some videos you were doing. Um, it looked like a live music or something in the Dallas area. And uh, I was like, man, this guy's amazing. So again, it, it goes back to rock and roll. And we brought you up to Wichita Falls to shoot a music video for the band. And then, you know, fast forward to 2016. And then I see you working with another good friend of mine, Eric Willis, who is a country music artist. And, and you're putting out music videos for him. So, uh, introduce yourself, you know, Zach, how'd you get in love with music videos? I started music videos probably, you know, around the same time we met up. That was when I first started dabbling in it. I had a day job. I worked for a PBS station. I was doing documentary work and, you know, just learning everything that I possibly could. So, in my free time, I was trying to get into stuff that, like, I really love to do could never play music so music videos were always the next option yeah <laughs> I started doing video stuff and I started just doing local band stuff and some a pop band a, a hardcore metal band and then that hit MySpace and Facebook and then I discovered the Texas country music scene and that's been seven years now eight seven six seven years now so it, I've seven got quite a few under my bill Seven years that you've pretty much almost exclusively been working in that genre. Is that right? Yeah, it's it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't planned that way, but I, I discovered it, and there's there's a broad spectrum of acts in that world. I mean, the way I got into it was I I did a country video for this band that was recommended from a friend, and they were an older group. They'd been around a while, and they weren't even really in the Texas music scene. They were just a country band. They were a Nashville band at one point in time, and I did that video, and it was my first country video, so I had one under my belt, and then I discovered the Texas music charts, and it was downhill from there, <laughs> or uphill from there. I... I started emailing and Facebook messaging every person that I could find on that chart. And wow. Emails started coming back, and it was just like you know blind emails and cold calls pretty much. And I got my foot in the door with a couple of management groups, and they still keep me busy today. And that was, you know, six years ago. Wow, so it's it's been it's been it's been like a uphill downhill thing, but I mean it's been fun for sure. So that really says a lot to the people who are sitting back waiting for all the jobs to come to them. And you took such a powerful approach to say, man, I'm going to get off my ass and go do this. Yeah, that was that's kind of been my thing. I mean, I live in Waco and there's not a huge music scene here and there's not you know a huge film scene here or there wasn't then i mean there's a couple of tv shows that film in waco now that everybody knows about but and it's it was it was one of those things where it's like i knew what i wanted to do i just didn't know how to do it so i did it my own way <laughs> yeah it's like i i admit i mean this is video work and being a cameraman and editor is the only thing i've done in my entire adult life i'm you know i just turned 31 a month and a half ago and Ever uh, three months out of high school, I started working at a TV station. So yeah. that's all I've that's all I've ever done. And so I just I tried to start, you know, and make my own moves and meet the right people and make good relationships because that's to me that's what half of this business is is the relationships that you make throughout mm -hmm. the years. And so along those, oh yeah, well, uh, along those lines, um, is it important to? be a man of, of your word or a woman of your word? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's going to be times where you get behind and you promise a, you know, a video to be done on a certain day and, you, you know, you've got several things going on. So, of course, there's going to be times where you kind of have to fall back on a promise that you've made just because life happens. But, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you want to be good to the people that you work with. You want to leave a good, you know, taste in their mouth of, man, he was a good guy to work with. Even if you're not the best camera operator or the best editor, people like working with people that they don't that they don't hate. <laughs> yes. So I mean yeah. that's that that's been one of the biggest things. I mean it's like you don't have to be the best or you want to you want to have a good product, but I mean you don't have to be, you know, Michael Bay over here <laughs> or you know yeah. anybody that's making these huge things. You can put out quality work and build good relationships, you'll make it in anything that you're going to do, really. That's, that's so true. Are you uh, the only person in your, in your production company at this point? I'm, I'm sure there's times where you need an extra hand or two. I, I am. I mean, I have a couple of you know, buddies that are freelance guys. In Zach Morris Media, there's only me. But, I mean, I have okay. uh, you know, a couple friends that, that kind of work, on, work independently as well. So we team up on projects. A buddy of mine that yeah. lives in West, he was an editing. He's a 
TV show editor mainly, or was for 10 years of his freelance career. And, you know, we shoot together all the time. And it's, you know, we kind of bounce you know, bounce ideas off of each other. And, you know, it's like I have a network of people that I work with. But as far as most of the stuff I do is a one-man band operation. So that's that's yeah. been kind of my... Just, just working your butt off and, and yeah. going for it. I shoot it, I edit it, and I put it out. I deal, I produce it. You know, it's it's stressful sometimes, but it gets the job done. <laughs> it it's a stress that we choose, right? We uh, it that people ask me all the time, you know, like what? Oh my gosh, you got a great job, you know, shooting, and I'm like, yeah, I love it. the The kryptonite of this is the stress from deadlines, right? That's right that's the thing it's like if if you can handle it then it's on but you got to be able to handle that stress yeah I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my project board right now and there's two edits that needed to be done about a week ago but i mean that's neither here nor there <laughs> <laughs> right right hey let's go ahead and squeeze in an interview <laughs> yeah oh shoot well so what's been one of these uh, a flashbulb memory that sticks out to you over all of these music video shoots or, you know, at, at shows and something just like, wow, I, that was pretty awesome. I was there. Maybe, maybe it was scary. Maybe it was beautiful. There's been several. It's kind of, it's weird. It's, I do, I do music videos for some people. And then a lot of times it's like live footage and promotional footage. I mean, and I mean, these range from bands that have 20 people in the audience to 8,000 in the audience. So, I mean, I could never stand on a stage and talk on a microphone and, you know, in front of 8,000 people. I would shut down mm. immediately. But if I got a camera in my hand, I can run around all sta on stage all day long. <laughs> and, yeah. But it, it, it's, as far as individual memories, I don't know. It's, it's kind of it's just a weird experience to be with some of these acts sometimes. But I, honestly, I think the most fun I ever had was probably one of the first music videos I ever did. And it was, you know, just figuring it out. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm still yeah. figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out because I don't have a huge crew with me most of the time. But it was I had no idea what I was doing. And I had a psych wall studio like that I had access to at the time. So it was an all white room. And, you know, we just. It, we filled it up with a bunch of people, and I, I was so nervous because I was like, "Oh, this is the first time I'm making a music video. I don't, this is, and this is gonna change my life." And, you know, I thought it was gonna be like the game changer since I had one yeah. music video done. So, but I still love watching that music video. I mean, it was it was an experience. I think I got a third degree burn on my thumb from an aria light that day. It was. It was a fun day, <laughs> and like I look back at my Vimeo page now, and it's still on there, and it's like nine years ago or something like that, and I almost have a heart attack trying to, you know, think that I'm, I'm aging. <laughs> but I still, I yeah. still love watching yeah. that. It, it, there was clips of it in my reel until about six, seven months, no, probably about a year ago. I finally took it out completely, but. It was wow. that 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 one moment was that music video day was the best I had you know like a two year old two and a half year old son at home I had a a two month old baby I think at home we had just had a, a child and it was yeah it was a stressful time but I was like I'm gonna go make a music video for free 
there you go yeah and and prove to yourself that you can do it right exactly. and say hey exactly. this is it the maybe the 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 technical you've obviously you have gotten better at over the years of this career but you know just having the courage to do it and take that leap was probably the hardest part you know oh absolutely and it, it i still do stuff like that to you know i'll see a technique or something like that that i just want to do i'll go shoot something you know that's that's all you can do is just practice <laughs> keep keep practicing it you know it's that's it if you if you watch a video and you're like that was cool i want to try that go try it i mean there's nothing it's not going to hurt anything if you've got a camera and you've got a thing to edit it on just make it just go create there it, it. Is. <laughs> so what what cameras do you like all of them no um i'm it's funny because like my personal equipment is always like a little bit behind like the new the newest of new um i currently use an a7s a sony a7s okay. and my my secondary camera is a sony a6300 i mean that's my personal kit okay. that's that's what i keep with me i shot with a canon 5d mark ii for like five and a half years <laughs> and okay so but i mean when i can i use bigger cameras um but gears, those cameras the camera that you're mentioning i mean they're they're incredible right i mean oh yeah for the for the price solid oh absolutely i mean when i i got i got my sony a7s uh last january so a little over a year a little over a year ago and it was uh oh man Sorry, just saw an email pop up. Um, the, yeah, I got that one, and it changed the way I shot. Like, if you look at my look at the live footage and stuff that I've shot over the years, I got that camera, and it completely changed my style. I mean, integrating slow mo, you know, high frame rate, like sixty shooting in sixty frames and slowing it down. I mean, mm -hmm. it it changed the way everything I shoot comes out. And because yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a five D Mark II forever. And before that, I had a Sony H Panasonic HVX 200. I mean, I oh there it is. That's what I brought out to Wichita Falls, you know, all those years ago. <laughs> and yes. I I shot with that thing way beyond its prime, and I mean, yeah. I, needs to, I mean, it was still working, so I didn't I didn't need anything else. I mean, I rent stuff now. Lens Pro to Go is a savior. Any lens rental company. Yeah. Because it's it's so affordable. I mean, all, you know, renting at rental houses these days, I mean, per day is fairly expensive. But if you can rent for the same price for five days from Lensburg to go, I mean, it's gonna yeah, be yeah. it's gonna change. You get a weekend to shoot, you get the camera, you get a day to play with it, a couple of days yeah. to shoot with it, and then send it back. And what, I mean, what's I shoot, your favorite I, lens? Oh. Uh, I've honestly been shooting on the here lately broken on um, DS primes. Okay, um, like a you're probably the, doing like a 85 or like a 24. Uh, I do. I, 24 is probably my favorite on that one because I do do a lot of handheld stuff and get up get get up close and personal. But with the A7S, I can also switch it over to a crop sensor, so I can I can punch it in a little bit if I need to. Mm -hmm. So I get I get kind of a twenty four and like almost a thirty five out of it, so I can oh, yeah. play with it that okay. way. I can play with it that way, but I mean my ride or die lens is a Canon twenty four to one hundred five. 
even though it's an F4. Okay. With the with the A7S, it's magical because the high ISO I can go into with that camera. Um, but yeah, the twenty four to one hundred five is my my lie because it's such a good. It's so wide, and then I can zoom in real far, and it's it's the range on it can't be beat. I mean, yeah, I could do really? I could do a better aperture, but I can I'll live with the F four to have the range. Well, especially like you're saying, if you could jump that ISO, how high can you take the ISO and and still have a picture that you're really in love with? Uh, I mean, I've shot it at like thirty thousand ISO. I Dang! Think. What? And, gra and graded it out. Yeah, I mean the A7S is a crazy, crazy camera. <laughs> Man, that's why it's, that is it's wild. The Sony really changed the game when they came out with that one to me. And I mean, there's three different versions of the of the A7 series, but the A7S. If you're gonna do video, I mean, that's. I mean, look at eBay, get a used one. I mean, it doesn't have to be the A7S II. I mean, like I, said, I just have the the Mark One, and it is magical. And you, and you love it. <laughs> I do. Wow. So over these over these years, what's been your number one lesson learned? Like you said, man, maybe a huge epiphany you had, or maybe it was a moment that you were super embarrassed. You know, like, oh my, you're right, I I overstepped this or something. Uh, there's been a couple. There's been several humbling moments. I mean, there you can't bite off more than you can chew too early. You have to really yeah. know what lane you're in. Um, you know where you're at in your career, like what you're capable of. I mean, yeah. and honestly, I've been probably like, I don't. I hate using the word humble, conservative. I guess with what yeah. I'm able to do. I mean, I, I think I don't think I'm at a certain level, but then I look at what I um I do, and then I'm like, oh well, I am capable of doing this next level stuff. Okay. I've always I've always saw my saw myself as like a middleman, you know. It's not okay. not there yet, but okay. yeah. And but when you take a I've had to, I've had to back out of a couple of projects, and you know, through in the eight years that I was, seven years I've been doing freelance. I've had to back out of a couple of projects because I started doing pre-production on them and I realized I was not capable of pulling off what they wanted to do. So ah, it's just okay. acknowledging, you know, what your what your skill set is and like what you're able to handle. <laughs> because now I would be able to do that, but four years ago, five years ago, I wasn't able to do it. Okay. So I, I think that I think that's a one of the biggest. Staying humble, I think, <laughs> in, yeah, in, a, okay. in, a, in, in a weird sense of the word, staying humble. Um, don't get too confident. There you go. Don't, don't be too confident in what you're okay. able to do to me. Well, speaking of, you know, confidence and ego, I know musicians, um, maybe especially, have huge egos, right? A lot of them. A lot of us. I'll say us. Uh, you know, I'm not <laughs> performing, but especially the front man, the guitarist. And then a lot of times when you go up to the show, there can be this kind of a high school thing, like, are you in with the cool band? Do you feel that a lot, being the camera cameraman or the cinematographer? Do they kind of, you know, kind of puff up their chest to you? Does, do you experience that? Uh, the, 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 music, the music scene that I'm in, the Texas country music scene, there is egos, but usually it's not within 
the video guys like oh the, they don't treat okay. us different because we're, we're we're there and but you're right with being with the cool band is kind of one of those things because i'll be at a festival with one band and they're the headliner and then the next time i see that headliner i might be with you know the opening act because i mean yeah. you know because it, it's just funny but i mean i'm there for the same job regardless of the amount of people yeah. that they're drawing to the show i have it you know i have my job to do their job is to perform my job is to <laughs> <laughs> to film whatever band is hiring me to be there, but yeah. I've had a I've had a couple of times where it's like okay that was that was rude, <laughs> you know they they say <laughs> things, but one day an artist might be a you know not might not be in a great mood so or they're just you know testy that day and you're not with them every day so you might be the one that catches the blunt of a comment, mm. but I mean mm. it is I mean that's just with anybody though I mean everybody has bad days. So it's like I don't I don't really you know have too many ill feelings or had too many ill experiences with anybody really. Sur- surprisingly okay. enough, it's you know some days are better than others and they just you just don't talk to that and then just don't talk to the lead singer and then you just run around on stage with them for a while and all is well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Uh, great perspective on that, Zach. I really like your answer on that. What's let's look at the flip side. What is some maybe a number one mistake that you see other artists, uh, uh, cinematographers, maybe uh, something that you see them like, man, why do they keep doing that? Or this is where they're really messing up. I don't. It's I watch a lot. I, I try to keep up with what everyone is doing. I'm one of those weird people to where I'll spend. You know, I'll get on a Facebook tangent or a YouTube tangent. So I try to stay up to date with, like, current trends of with editing and shooting styles. And it's it's one thing where, I don't know, it, it sounds really weird, but, I mean, you can have the wrong equipment these days. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I mean, everyone always says it's not the camera, it's the person that's operating it. This is true, but at the same time, there is a certain look that cannot be forced in certain equipment. And so, okay. I mean, that, and that's my thing. It's like they're shooting. They want to they wanna have this top-notch effect or look, but they, they can't pull it off because of what they're shooting with. They're not shooting within the capabilities of their equipment. So it's yes. like my, my main thing is like fake slow-mo. You know, like when you're ah, slowing down 24 yeah. frames per second, you know, because you didn't shoot 60p, but you want that really cool slow look or or 120 frames or whatever, and you have just slowed down blurry video, which was yes, oh, which was acceptable years ago, but now there's kind of a standard that everything's kind of falling. You know, Philip Bloom kind of set the mark for us all when he started putting yeah. out slow-mo videos and yes. in this style of, like, the mini-docs that he does. And, yes. yeah, so it, it, it's just a noticeable difference in a final video to where if one guy gets a video done by someone that has these capabilities and then they hire another person the next time and they do fake slow-mo and stuff like that, it's just a noticeable difference in the work. Yes, yes. That's that's my one of my biggest pet peeves. I don't know. It's just little technical yeah. things. Yeah. No, that's good. So you said Philip Bloom. So he's. I'm. I'm guessing he's one of your heroes. Or who are some of the people you look up to? 
some of my early influences were a group. Well, it started out at, in skateboarding, actually. I started making skate videos when I was in high school, and there was a guy named Ty Evans. And I loved everything he did. And now, you know, 15 years later, he directs, like, everything they shoot on is red, and they do extreme sport films all over the world. So he's, I've watched him grow, too, over the last 15 years. Still an inspiration. And then there was a music video group named Endeavor Media, and they did a ton of, like, hard post-hardcore and hardcore videos back in, like, 2009-ish. And now they make documentaries for a living and big commercial work. So, all, and watching, look, thinking back on it, some of my early influences were just people that were starting out, too. And I thought they were the biggest things ever. But they've still grown significantly in their careers in the last 10 years. So, and then, of course, today you've got Philip Bloom and Shane Holbert and David Fincher is a big influence of mine as far as shooting style. So, I mean, those are the, those are some of the influences that I've kept with me over the years. Um, are you Adobe or do you go Final Cut or what do you I like am to a, use? I'm Adobe now. I switched okay. probably, I switched completely probably three years ago. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit longer than that. Once the Creative Cloud came out. And it was, I I weaned off. It took me it took me probably a year and a half to wean off a of Final Cut Pro Seven, because that okay. was that was I me. Mean, Final Cut Final Cut is what I started on in high school. Final Cut Three came out, and I I bought a Mac before I even graduated high school, and wow. probably one of the worst business decisions I ever made in my life. But I mean, it, it, that's a whole other world of young oh, filmmakers. God. It's a lot cheaper now, but you know, oh. ten years, you know, thirteen years ago, it was it was super expensive. But oh. the um, you gotta have the tools, right? You gotta have. You do the, have. You're you gonna build have a house. You tools. gotta have the hammer. Yeah, you do have to have the tools. But eighteen-year-old Zach did not need to put a, a Mac Pro on his credit. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> talk about uh, talk about your. I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of your Instagram. I love cruising through there. And then one time I saw on there, and uh, you're talking about it was either the Travel Channel or TLC, and so you're working on location for them. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is this about? So, talk a little bit about how that fits into your world as well that goes back to if you're gonna do something know how to do it i mean know how to do it in more than one lane um i started out in news shooting for news when i was 19 year old in the studio you know shooting the people you know running the studio cameras as they read the news then i graduated to shooting the news out in the field like being a camera you know a photographer photojournalist and then I went to a PBS station to, you know, learn how to do documentaries. And it was a PBS station that was umbrellaed by a university. So I did a lot of lectures, you know, very mundane stuff. But doing the same thing in repetition teaches you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> doing it over yeah. and over again. And so, I mean, I learned different styles of shooting before I went freelance. And I was kind of forced into freelance. The PBS station I worked for shut down. <laughs> so, I, okay. you know, it's just, it's so freelance to me has always been a take whatever work you can get. You know, it's like don't turn down a job because you're too good for it. 
It's because I don't think I'm too good to do anything. I mean, this, you know, right. like, so, I mean, and then reality TV came along, or Fixer Upper came to Waco, or started shooting in Waco, and I got in, I got on that show, I, you know, contacted them, I was like, hey, this is what I do, you know, and I kind of got in on the low level of with that production company, and they were like, you don't really have a lot of reality TV experience, you know, to bump, to come up in our, our ladder, you know, because okay. they, I, I wasn't a camera operator to them, you know, I, they knew I knew what I was doing, but I wasn't at their level yet. So okay. I have a, I have a old, uh, old acquaintance that is the head director of photography at a production company in Austin, and they do My 600 Pound Life for TLC. He threw me mm. into that show, you know, and Uh-oh. I started, I started shooting on that. And then I got those credits under me. And then the same company that does Fixer Upper is who's I've traveled around the world a little bit with. You know, I work on oh, wow. extreme extreme water parks with them. And it's a, like a four-man crew, you know. And it's it's been it's a fun thing. Reality TV is a really fun thing. And if you get into it, you can work for years and years and years and make a really good living. But yeah, it's reality TV is just kind of one of those things that's I I kind of I like doing it, but it's like I can't commit to it full time. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're out of pocket too much. <laughs> sure. So they give you kind of the the sprinkles, or they'll say, "Here you go. We we've got a few dates. Can you fill in?" Something. Yeah, like that's that? that's kind of how I do it. I mean, I'd. Like I love doing it, yeah. and it's just and 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 it's a, it's a taxing thing too. I mean, the extreme water parks. We went to New Zealand last year wow. for eight days, and it was three different locations across New Zealand, and there was no down days. It was just, you know, shoot, shoot, wow. move, shoot, move, shoot, move. And, you know, it's, you know, I'm out of pocket. It's like I couldn't edit on the road, really. Like I couldn't do anything else but that. And yeah. so it's it's kind of it's kind of hard. If you're a reality shooter, that's pretty much all you do. Or you really have time to do. It's hard doing both. Juggling, like, the music video and my freelance stuff. And doing yes. <laughs> it's a, That's a hard juggle. But you learn a lot. Does your, does your wife ever... Does your wife go with you on the road? No, if it's like in Texas and it's bands and stuff, she'll go with me every once in a while. She used to a lot, and we've been married for three years now. And when she used to go with me all the time, but now it's just kind of like, eh, you go do that. <laughs> she stays home. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, the the majority of what I do is within the, the borders of Texas, and it's. It's crazy. Like I've I got a new new truck in October and I've already put like seventeen thousand miles on it or something like that. And it was a brand man. new truck. <laughs> it had oh, like twenty man. miles. You're it had like twenty work, miles on dude. it. Yeah, I mean it's I drive all over the place. But yeah, that's that's the the shooting on TLC and stuff like that. So that's why I tell everybody get in where you get in anywhere you can because you never know what you're really gonna fall in love with and what's going to stick mm-hmm. because knowing how to do it all makes you a more usable camera operator or editor because a lot of shooters don't edit and that's ah, a okay. that's a thing too and like 
you know, it's when you shoot on those shows, you shoot it and you never see that footage until it hits air. And oh wow, you, yeah, like you'll shoot the day and then you'll the next time you see that footage is, you know, six months later when it is on TV. And it's ah, it's it's I always a, it's a, yeah, like, I forgot about that. <laughs> and <laughs> like I think Extreme Water Park gears back up and next week because um, they broke the season up and I think two of the episodes that I worked on are or two of the segments uh, that I worked on are coming on next week and it's like hey that was back in November <laughs> it was almost a year ago and and um, what what would you say people listening out there inspiration or or just words of wisdom I just set goals for yourself you know, it's like every, you know, if you want to see yourself grow in your company, set a goal for that company in a five-year goal and then try to get as close to it. It may not, goals look different sometimes than you originally think they are. Like, I never imagined myself making country music videos, but that's what I do. And I still get to make music videos and other music-related videos for a living. Mm-hmm. So I'm still doing what I dream to do. So, you know, so don't think that you're, you know, your dreams have to look a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, and so just set goals for yourself and stick with them and, you know, just keep learning and, you know, never stop learning is the main thing because you don't want to stay stagnant forever and fall behind what's going on in the world. Zach, you are the man. Thank you so much for taking <laughs> the time to talk with me and, and share this with the world so so they can kind of be a fly on the wall. Uh, I know there was a lot of very great value that you brought and I appreciate you taking the time, man. If, if people want to find out more about you, where can they look online? Uh, ZachMorrisMedia.com um, Instagram, ZachMorrisMedia, everything's ZachMorrisMedia. Um, Instagram's pretty what I post on the most. <laughs> and facebook as well um but yeah that's pretty much where all my work is right on dude well i i really appreciate it zach is there anything else you'd like to say Uh, that's about it man thanks for having me it's completely my pleasure 